Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Now that we talked about that, let's get back to Titus and Tate. You know the stuff we're here to talk about. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the Donovan Mitchell trade has finally happened, Tate. Congratulations to our producer and uh, diehard New York Knicks fan, Jim Cunningham, for finally getting his guy. Um, Wait, what? Wait, what? what, what, uh, uh. (laughs) It's not the Knicks. (laughs) Not so fast. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, it's hey, look at that. It's my Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, One of my four favorite. Cleveland. That's what people were saying, yeah. One of my four favorite NBA teams. Uh, (laughs) Donovan Mitchell is going to the Cavs, and um, the Cavs have basically given the Jazz everything for him, but not really Mm -hmm. everything at the same time, and it's hard to suss out. I need you to explain this to me because you're you're more of the NBA guy. You're the guy with the (laughs) – you're the guy texting GMs all day, Tate. Um, yeah, all day. <laughs> anytime a trade is one guy for like 38 things. Yeah. Uh, like the Herschel Walker deal back in mm-hmm. the day. That was Herschel Walker, right? From the yeah. From the yeah. uh, where do you go? From the Cowboys to the Vikings? Is that Vikings, right? Vikings. Yep. Yep. That's the trade. And the Vikings yep. gave up like the farm for their him. entire all yeah, their picks for like the next 10 years. Yeah. Anytime and then it helped the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Anytime um a trade like that happens. I my brain is too stupid to like figure out who won because <laughs> it's not it's like would you rather have the best player in the trade would you rather have like a thousand pieces that as as you just pointed out the Cowboys won a Super Bowl and they when they run the receiving into that I don't know yeah so I, I need you to explain it to me well let's just hope it's not a Kyrie Irving situation where you trade a great player for a bunch of quote-unquote assets and both sides lose, right? We remember this in 2017. Kyrie is traded to the Celtics. The Celtics trade Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, uh, you know, a buttload, the anti-Zizic and all these guys, a bunch of buttload of picks. Exactly. I don't even know if that's real. I don't even know if he's in that trade. I think they make a cream for that. If you got an anti-Zizic, I think you need to... Throw a topical yeah, like, cream on that guy, and uh, yeah. that'll take it's care of that. Same family as mesothelioma. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I will say you don't want to be in a lose lose trade, and I do feel like this isn't a lose 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 lose. In fact, I think it could be a win win. So we'll talk. Whoa, about whoa, yeah. win win yeah. trades. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, there in college basketball news, there's some uh, there've been some NCAA changes announced lately. Uh, that like for being completely honest, they're boring as shit. Um. Mm-hmm. And if you try, I tried reading them like four different times and I was like, this is insane. And I tried like going to my trusty college basketball reporters that, uh, you know, do they're the supposed big, to read it for us. Yeah. And, and they're read and regurgitate for us. Yeah, and, and like even reading their translation of the boring shit, I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? What's going on? Yeah. But basically what I could suss out, Tate, what my uh, journalism and by journalism, I mean, I was reading other people's journalism. <laughs> um, That's journalism. <laughs> the, the IARP is doing a farewell tour. Um, yes. Which, yes. which is going to start this year. When is it going to Shocking. End? Nobody knows. Nobody uh, knows. And, Until all of the big cases are done. And then, right. and then it will end. Yeah. So in like 30 years, probably. Uh, <laughs> also, there is, a, there is a transfer window, a 60-day transfer window, which uh, we have to talk about that because that is... Um, you, if, if you thought transfer season was crazy already, like this is... The transfer window starting the day after Selection Sunday, Tate, 
in the yeah. last 60 like this is going to be crazy this is i mean it, it, and i'm not saying it's going to be bad i'm just saying it's going to be crazy and uh buckle up folks <laughs> it, it's also going to make the nba very jealous right because the nba they love transactions and, and yeah. they love assets that, that's one of the things that these nba reporters love talking about uh which is obviously what we're going to talk about the donovan mitchell trade but the fact that college basketball is yet again jumping into the nba waters oh uh, i'm a little wary i'm a little uh, wary on, on the side also college football week one is uh underway actually right now as uh we're, we're sitting down to record this i think west virginia is up seven three on pit um yeah and, last and time Purdue- i saw Purdue Penn State is about to kick off. Um, so with week one here, that means is it unofficially college basketball preseason? I don't know. People are saying, Tate, is the offseason mm. over? Are we shifting into mm. preseason? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll do a little preseason preview. I like everyone excited. A, a pre preview. Yeah. <laughs> a perfect. Pre-preview? People will love um, that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much time we have. We're we're short on time. It's a uh, um <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. We only have so much time. <laughs> uh but we're mostly going to talk about Donovan Mitchell um, because uh, this trade came out of the clouds, and uh, I, you know, it's 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 a trade that was both being shopped at forever, but at the same time came out of nowhere, and uh, we're yeah. going to talk about it. But first, Woody Durham. All right, as I said at the top, college football is back tonight. Uh, we are going to try to make this show as quick as possible, which is the uh, kiss of death on this show, frankly. And every time yeah. I say that, and we, we, we end up doing a two-and-a-half-hour show. Um, but if, by by the grace of God, this is a little shorter, um, which is the plan, uh, that's why. Because I want to go watch football, Tate, frankly. I just I, I want to go yeah. watch football. I'm very excited that college football is back. You are in North Carolina. You are going to the uh, App State UNC game, are you not? You said this on no, the show I, last time. I, I, I am not going to the game. Actually, you are not so going. That, no, I. There was a pivot that has been mid made. My uncle's birthday uh, is on Saturday, which is the day of the game. He is going to the game uh, with, with my first cousins, my uncle, their whole family. They'll all be in the building, so we will have Frasers in the building. But I am going to be at the lake with my uh, nuclear family. Right, that's the term that they usually say. Oh, my yeah. my mom, my brother, you know his his kids and everything. So. We're going to be chilling at the lake watching the game because uh, we're, we're a little worried on this. Side I was going to say, is this crowd. like a you smell the upset and you're like, I want no part of this? I think we're just going to enjoy the weekend, right? It's Labor Day weekend. If anything, it's additive that North Carolina goes down to Boone and gets a nice win. But a noon kickoff against a team that's favored against us, right? You see this? North Carolina, the underdogs. So, Ooh. like, in an underdog situation, I just hope that, uh, you know, we show up and get the upset. And I can't wait to tweet upset alert when Carolina's up 14-3. to 3. I can't wait to tweet that. It's going to be fun. What but, channel uh, is it? That's all we got. What channel is it on? I'll try to watch it while I'm tailgating. I um, think it's ESPN, right? Or uh, ACC. Yeah, I, I was being serious. I was asking, like, I, I, I genuinely don't know. Sorry if that sounded like a joke. I wasn't trying to, like, mock you. <laughs> no, for being, no when you're Network asking me, Plus. I'm like, I think, I think it's on ESPN. I really do. I okay. think it is. But maybe it's right. on ESPNU. You know how it is. I mean, it's the I didn't the realize until local... I saw your face that that might come across as a joke. Like me, like making a joke that like it's probably not on actual TV. Like <laughs> no, it's on TV. It's okay. on TV, folks. It's on oxygen. <laughs> it's oxygen. <laughs> it's on... No, it's gonna be on Bravo because people are gonna be cheering at how great of the football uh, that they're watching. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, I'm I'm a little nervous to say the least. That, that's where I'll leave that at. Week one, a little nervous. All right. Well, you gotta go. Uh, you gotta go get ready for that. I'm I'm catching mm-hmm. a flight first thing tomorrow morning to get to Columbus, yeah. um, for the big weekend in Columbus. Which uh, we're both college football guys, really. I mean, we're coming yeah, back for our of schools course. week one. 
Right. Um, Not a lot of college basketball people are going to do that, but here we are. Um, that is that's a great point, Tate. That's a great point. We 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 are going back home. We go above and beyond one, on this year for week one. That's how yeah. much we love football. Uh, mm-hmm. With that being said, as football is getting underway and the the sporty the everyone who's a sportsman in this country is turning their eyes to the sport of football and saying, I cannot get enough football content. Give me more football. Let's pivot away from that and talk about a, <laughs> an off-season transaction in the National Basketball Association. This was the NBA production meeting this morning. <laughs> Everyone at the top's like, we got to hammer football. Stephen A, they're looking at Stephen A, they're like, football, 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 Cowboys, whatever it takes. And then the NBA is like, not so fast. We got a transaction. Uh, Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs. Uh, the, the, the trade is this, Tate. Three players, three first-round picks, Two pick swaps, mm. a partridge, and a pear tree. Um, the hall, the hall is a Good big deal. Hall. This is this is a big hall. Larry Markinen, Ochag Baji, Colin Sexton, uh, who, by the way, as an aside, uh, just just to remind our listeners, has the greatest high school mixtape of all time. The mm. the is the all time hymn of high school. Um, I wouldn't say high almost school. almost won a college game three on five. People forget. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Texton, I mean, he th- this guy has definitely like he's a, not. Uh, he's got a story. He's not the all time him of college be- or of high school basketball. That's Damon Bailey. I would say. I would say Damon Bailey. Uh, the the getting uh selling out the Hoosier Dome for his final mm-hmm. game at Bedford North Lawrence. I'd say that's a that's a very him. Uh, getting offered a scholarship by Bob Knight in eighth grade. Um, yeah. But as far as like this this current era of high school basketball players colin sexton is him he, he is he is uh got the go, go just go if you don't know what i'm talking about go to youtube and just go watch colin sexton high school yeah. um mm-hmm. so if i was a jazz fan i'd be excited about that i mean i don't know if i'd be excited about colin sexton nba player um but <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the first like intro they just play his high school mixtape yeah. like in utah <laughs> like let, let me introduce you to this guy <laughs> in case you missed it <laughs> Um, jazz fans go crazy I love uh that. so it's 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 marketing agbaji uh obviously the rookie the uh uh kansas star just won a national championship colin sexton um all three like in our world i i do think all three of those guys are good obviously yeah i mean like i'm always gonna fight like that's what's funny is about the divide between college and, and nba is uh i will i will always think these guys are good like i will always think larry marketing is a good basketball player which he is but absolutely you know, I mean? you know what i mean and that's yeah. that's a funny uh <laughs> But it's funny because the NBA, they write their own narratives on these guys. Right. So it doesn't even matter what they did in college. And a lot of times the college, you know, resume can even hurt the NBA resume. They like finding guys that were, oh, wow, I didn't even know he played in college. Amazing. Right. Dame Lillard. I, I didn't watch him at Weber State. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, three unprotected picks, 2025, 2027, 2029. Unprotected first round <laughs> picks, I should say. Uh, and then two pick swaps, two first round pick swaps. Um, as I said at the top, when I, when, uh, when we first touched on this date, um, I, I, I can't make sense of this. Like I don't have the, the brain mm-hmm. capacity to make sense. Cause what happens with me when a trade starts getting, um, lopsided, not in terms of like talent or, or whatever, but in terms of the actual number of assets that one team is getting versus the other, um, I just picture like if they played one-on-one or like one-on-three, like what would happen? And in my mind, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is beating Markinen, Agbaji, Sexton, three first-round picks and two other first-round picks. I don't, I don't think, think that's so. happening. I so in my mind, so. I'm like, I think the Jazz win this trade. I think, <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't work that way. 
Um, so explain to me what happened. Explain this is a this is a win win for everybody. You're saying. <laughs> Can I? Yeah. Well, let's 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 go back here to how we got to this position, which is basically Donovan Mitchell. Since Rudy Gobert got traded for four 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 first round picks, he has been getting shopped. And the asking price around the league has been five first-round picks. That is what uh-huh. every single team that is in the running, whether you ask the Miami Heat, you ask the Lakers, you ask Portland, you ask whoever, they tell you that the price for Donovan Mitchell is five first-round picks, okay? And if we do the math here, we got three unprotected picks from the Cavs, and then we got two pick swaps. What does that equal, America? Five picks. That's five picks, so they get what they wanted. And what they really wanted— And also three players. <laughs> And also three players, and not only three players, three legitimate players that can actually play. And Colin Sexton was a restricted free agent that basically could be a really good player in this league, but Garland kind of took his position, Darius Garland, who's a starting point guard. So Sexton was a restricted free agent with no home, no team willing to give him the $100 million he was asking for. So he was in limbo. So he was a, a distressed asset, a disgruntled star, whatever phrase you want to use in the NBA lexicon to describe him. But he was basically already one foot out the door in Cleveland anyway. But what Utah really wanted was unprotected picks from the New York Knicks. That is what they wanted because, as we know, I, I think that's show, what everybody wants. The Knicks suck. And if you get unprotected picks from the Knicks, then you're basically getting lottery picks. So in their mind, <laughs> they're saying we're going to get five lottery picks from the Knicks, which is uh-huh. going to be great because every draft that comes up, Knicks fans that don't know that they've traded these picks away see the lottery. They see the Knicks and Julius Randle and Brunson, all these guys have missed the playoffs, and now they're now their lottery odds are shooting up. And they're excited, and then oh no, Danny Ainge <laughs> is taking your picks. That is what Danny Ainge wanted. He really did. He he really wanted the picks from New York, and he used New York as leverage because he kept going back to Cleveland and these other teams that were involved in saying, well, the Knicks are willing to offer us this unprotected, and that actually has more value because, as we all know around the league, the Knicks suck, and uh, the problem. The problem with this trade is, one, that the Knicks, one, I give them credit for balking at the offer and saying, no thanks, we're not going to do it. We're going we're gonna to pay R.J. Barrett uh, an ungodly amount of money to be average. That's going to be their yeah. move. That's what they're going to do. It was like a but Norman they, Dale. It was a Norman Dale situation where you're like, my team is on the floor. And yes. the ref's like, are we sure? Are you sure you don't want to? He's like, no, no, no. Our team is yeah. on the floor. <laughs> exactly. It was exactly that. And the Knicks gave, so here's the, the Knicks gave a deadline to the jazz of Monday night. They said, this is this past Monday. We're a Thursday here. So Monday night, they told the Knicks, we want the deal done by Monday night. And if it's not done, the Knicks were saying to the jazz, we're going to offer RJ Barrett, this extension, his rookie extension that he's due. And therefore the trade becomes a whole lot more complicated. They can't get basically if we offer RJ this extension, we're we're done. We're not negotiating anymore. They gave the Monday deadline. The Jazz say, okay, we're good with that. We're we're still talking to other people. The Knicks call back on Monday. They say, Hey, remember that deadline we gave you? It's Monday. And the Jazz is like, Well, you're not dictating the terms here, okay? <laughs> go, go screw yourself. We don't care. The Knicks leak. Uh, they leak that they're going to give this extension to RJ Barrett, right? So then it's mm-hmm. in the ether. RJ Barrett's getting the extension. You assume it's done, but they didn't finalize it because they were still calling the Jazz and saying they're like holding the pin oh with RJ Barrett and his agent sitting in front of him. And they're like, we'll this do week. it. I promise you, I'll do it. I'll, I will sign this stupid contract. Don't make me do it. And anyways, the Jazz say, no, sir. No, thank you. They take the, the, the trade from the Cavs. They still get their five first round picks. Two of them are pick swaps, obviously. But the only thing that's unfortunate if you're a Jazz fan is that if you got the Knicks picks, 
you know that they would be good picks. But now with a core that's in Cleveland, mm-hmm. like I'm really bullish on this Cleveland Cavaliers team. I think Evan Mobley is a franchise cornerstone. I think they have the best rim protector in the NBA, Jared Allen. I think they have a really, really good backcourt, you know, barring defense. I, I'm, I was going to say, gonna, like, that, they're going to need some defense. rim protection because <laughs> it's going to be a layup line. Yeah, because the first two guys are getting beat off the dribble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to have Mobley <laughs> and Allen in the back to, to cover your spots. But I really like Isaac Okoro, too. So when I look at this Cleveland team and how they ended up, I say, we're a legit contender. And guess what? LeBron's not involved. And I didn't. I did not think when LeBron left in 2018, we would be looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers in five years, less than five years back in the fold. And obviously it comes with great drafting. It comes with you know great development of players, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are big winners. And if I was a Cavs fan, I would be really, really excited because you can actually do something without LeBron attached to it, which is not to say it's bad, but it's, it's a new day in Cleveland. And that's fun. Yeah. I think uh, in all honesty, um, are the Cavs the 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 title favorites? Of course not. Um, I, no. I no one would no one in their right mind would say that. But um, I my frustration with the league uh, for a long time, and I've voiced these frustrations on the show many times, um, <laughs> is I'm a small market guy, Tate. You know that. Yeah. You know yeah. you know me. I love I love small markets. Um, I come from a small market place. Uh, I grew up uh, with with a small market team in my backyard. And it was very evident to me uh, as a young boy that the small market teams are never going to do anything. Had no chance. And yeah. They never had a chance. And the, like the two exceptions as franchises are are the franchise that drafted Tim Duncan and the franchise that drafted LeBron James. And so I guess like that's the those are the path. That's the path you look at. You're like I, I I guess I don't know. We draft like one of the ten best players ever. Um and and hope that he sticks around in this current era of player empowerment. I don't know. Yeah. I mean like that's our path forward. Um. So, as you said, for the Cavs to be in this position without LeBron, I do think this is a huge win because uh, I, I'm i not a Cavs fan, but I have you know I, I have a lot of friends who are. You dabble. Like I, I, you dabble. I dabble. I will dabble in Cavs fan. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> way of putting it. Um, I like to see my friends be happy. So, when the Cavs are yeah. doing well, I get, I get excited. Um, and I think the, that you have to, if you're a Cavs fan, you do have to be excited about the idea that like you can now compete in the NBA playoffs as a small market, like you, 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 you're not, you're never going to sign massive free agents. You're never going to, you know, Kevin Durant is a free agent. He wants, or he wants out of Brooklyn, whatever. Like you're never going to be one of the teams and that are on his short list. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's never going to happen. So you have to find other ways to do it. And sometimes that means selling every draft pick or, or giving away every draft pick you have uh, to take a, to take a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who like, I, I don't know, like the, 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 the consensus on Donovan Mitchell doesn't seem to be the jury still seems to be out on this guy. The way people talk yeah. about him that that cover basketball, which I find fascinating because um, we know how NBA talking heads work. It feels like everyone kind of decides who's good and who's not, and then they run with it. And then you just kind of <laughs> laugh at, you know, yeah, the chaos that ensues. Yeah, yeah. And if you're someone that's like, I don't know, man, I think like James Harden is still pretty good. And then everyone's like, what? No, we all decided that he sucks ass. And he chose like, I don't, I don't think that by the way, I'm not saying, but I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or remember, what, remember uh, like a month ago we were doing a show and I was like, uh, I, I brought up Russell Westbrook's name and then Jim just started cackling laughing. I was like, I hope this doesn't hurt Westbrook's life. <laughs> Jim just started laughing. Cause like, no matter what Westbrook does from here, he's, he's a joke into everyone's mind and it's over and it's done. It's like, it's, you know, yeah. um, but to bring it back to the relevant point, like I think Donovan Mitchell is fascinating because I don't think it, it, it depends on who you talk. Like he's he's one of the guys with the jury still out. Like he he's 
He's had insane playoff performances. Um, they were in the all in the bubble, though. It feels like <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not yeah. true. But like, like when it, when you say Donovan Mitchell playoffs, my mm-hmm. mind immediately goes to the fifty bubble point game in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the Jazz have been a disappointment as a, a you know this core that they have have had. Um, every year going to the playoffs, it feels like they're good enough to theoretically win a title. They have not done that. They have not made the finals. Um, Rudy Gobert got a lot of the blame, but at the same time, <laughs> he got like all of the blame. All the blame. But at the same time, like I thought, I thought the way this works is we're supposed to blame it on the best player on the team every time you know a team loses. I thought I thought it all falls on the best player, um, unless yeah, I don't know. So uh, it, it 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 it's very confusing. I I think Donovan Mitchell is is a very 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 good player. He excites me. I like watching him play basketball, and the fact that he's going to be doing it as you said alongside Mobley. Um, alongside Garland, that's an exciting team. I'm excited. As a, yeah, as how a, could you not dabbler. be? As a Cavs dabbler, I am excited. Yes. How, how could you not be? And you mentioned Mitchell, like the way he's revered around the league. I mean, I think at the end of the day, if you talk to, I, what do they call them now? Governors. If you talk to the governors, not the owners. You can't call them owners. Yeah. If you talk to the governors, the governors will all tell you, I want, I want Donovan Mitchell on my team. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. the kids love him. He's Spider Man, right? He he's he's marketable star. <laughs> the so kids he, love him. He's Spider Man. <laughs> he's Spider Man to the kids. I mean, they, they think he's Miles Morales or whatever. They 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 love it. And so, from a marketability standpoint, Donovan Mitchell is going to be your your face of the franchise, so to speak. Which is right. so interesting about him because he is a face of your franchise, but he's really your number two. Which it kind of reminds me of Dwayne Wade. A little bit where Dwayne Wade was amazing. I, I don't want to say anything, but he was very much like a he's he can be a great number two, but also be the face of your franchise at the same time. Like from a skills perspective, he needed Shaq in 06, right, to be the the alpha of this team. But then also he takes over and has this winner mentality. He gets right. LeBron to come. He's okay to be number two. I think Donovan Mitchell was more in that lane where, yeah, it sounds good to be the franchise cornerstone and all that sort of stuff. But I'd much rather just be the face of the franchise. I'm kind of like Jason, kind of like Jason Tatum with the Celtics, where yes. Jalen Brown's the the actual better, the player. backbone. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's, like <laughs> he's like actually doing all the work, and then you can be the face of the franchise. Which I think Donovan Mitchell, you know, he and Rudy Gobert kind of had the same. We're both number two, like we're both number two, looking at each other, being like, who. Like I'm supposed to be number two. Weren't you supposed to be number one? They're like, no, you're supposed to be number no, one. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. So it's a lot like, of that. It depends and on I, if we're winning. It's like if we're winning, I'll gladly be number one. If we're losing, <laughs> you're the number one. You're number one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your fault. Which I think that's all solved in Cleveland because yeah. the, the, here's a little known, or I guess it's all known now, but Evan Mobley is the face of the franchise. Evan Mobley is the cornerstone. Evan Mobley is everything, but Evan Mobley is also a big, he's also a little quiet. He's also, you know, a reserved kid who's obviously growing into his, to who, who he is as a player and as a person. So Donovan Mitchell, you come be the face, you get all the headlines, you talk for us, you speak for us, you represent us, you, you be the face of the franchise. But when it comes down to the actual basketball, which you and I like talking about basketball in the show, mm-hmm. we got our have- guy. Yeah. We, we got our guy who can actually win us a playoff game. We got our guy who can guard three through five. We got our guy who gives me shades of Tim Duncan. You mentioned a guy who could go to a small market team and actually be great. I think yeah. Mobley has a lot of similar qualities to Tim Duncan and David Robinson, for that matter. I think he's basically a mix between the two of them. I think he is a guy that can guard Giannis. And if I'm an NBA governor and I'm looking around the NBA, I'm like, who are we trying to beat right now? Right? We're trying to beat Giannis and we're trying to beat Jokic. I need a big. I got one. 
I got mm-hmm. I got a 20 year old who's going to be a freaking 12 time all star. And guess what? I also have a face of the franchise, so he doesn't have to shoulder all the PR and all the bullshit around it. And he's okay to do that because he's already been through and struggled through loss and Donovan Mitchell in Utah. So all in all, if I'm Cleveland, I mean, this is just, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, eyebrow a home run? Thing. do you want to say home run? Say it, Tate, say it. I will say it's a home run, but I will say this. I think Cleveland is going to be in the conversation for number one seed in the East. I, I really do. Like, I, I think that they're going to be I, with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, that front line that they have. And, and not to mention when they put in the second unit, they have Ricky Rubio, who is a, a legit backup point guard one of the best in the nba and kevin love who could be an all-star when he wants to be i mean he kind of goes back and forth between what he wants to be nowadays but yeah you had that kevin love the ship has sailed i think yeah i think uh, he's done i think he's done trying to be that guy gq model phase of his career exactly yeah yeah we know he's he's in the uh dollar club yeah you know aspect of his career but at the end of the day that (laughs) second unit that comes in veterans that know how to win games and know how to win in the playoffs and you can also put them in the starting lineup, rotate them out if you need to. If Garland's getting a little bit loose, you can say, hey, Ricky, you go in there, you get things together, you run the show. They have a great team, and they have a playoff team. And I think that's what's so fascinating, that Cleveland built a playoff contending team in the Eastern Conference that matches up well with Milwaukee and Giannis and, and, and Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers, for that matter. When you talk about two ball handlers, when you got Maxie and Harden, okay, well, we got Garland and Mitchell. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the way that this team is built now and structured, it's like, okay, Cleveland, you have my attention in the Eastern Conference. I am going to watch the Cavaliers with a respect for the fact that, wow, this team could really be the team to come out of the East, which was kind of a joke. You know what I mean? Without LeBron, no one's saying that about this team without LeBron. And now it's reality. And they have a freaking, they might have three all stars. They legit might have three all stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Cleveland's well, gonna have three all stars. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, when I said the jury's out on Mitchell, I didn't mean to suggest like he's not good. I just meant, um, is 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 he? Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I catch. I get to I get to pump the brakes because I catch myself like unironically saying shit that it makes me roll my eyes when I hear other. <laughs> is he a superstar? A super duper star? What well, tier do you have him? Um, that's part of the show. You know I mean? Sometimes can, we get lost in our own bit. You know, can I mean? you, can you, is, is he a guy like, you know, there, the, whatever, however you want to tier it, there is like a certain list of guys that um, every team in, in this league would, would fall over backwards for. And is Donovan Mitchell on that list? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't. But think so. he might be. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I mean. Like he's he's like he's very close. He's knocking on the door of like being good enough to. Um, every, every single team in the league gets him. They're losing their minds. Um, but this isn't every single team in the league. This is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I think they should be losing their minds if they get Donovan Mitchell because this is, um, this is the kind of thing that doesn't happen to the Cavs unless it's LeBron deciding for PR reasons he wants to come back home. Um, yeah. PR wink 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 wink. But also. Well, it- I, I would not be shocked now, though, to be quite honest with you. As I look at that starting five, it's like the one glaring weakness of the starting five is the three on that team. And I think Evan Mobley will play some of the three again like he did as a rookie. But Isaac Okoro is great. But if I'm LeBron James and I have, I think, one plus one with the Lakers, I'm leaving after the next year and going to Cleveland. I'm glad you brought up Le- LeBron, Tate, because I think uh, the, I, I want to get to the the million dollar question that I think everyone certainly when I, when people saw this trade, um, I imagine everybody had the exact same thought I did, which is 
how does this affect the Bronny James recruitment to <laughs> Ohio State? <laughs> That's what everyone was thinking. How I does think this, uh, this, like what what um <laughs> does this mean LeBron's out? Does this mean like mm-hmm. the Cavs got the start? Like there's no more cap space? What is cap space, by the way? Can you can you explain to our listeners what cap space is? <laughs> yeah. um, can you explain the dead cap to us? <laughs> so I know uh, <laughs> I know the Cavs might not have space. And I know LeBron just signed a contract with the Lakers, but I also know it's the NBA. And if mm. LeBron James wants to go to Cleveland, by God, LeBron James will go to Cleveland. But at the same time, I don't know. Does LeBron, does this make LeBron want to go to Cleveland or not go to Cleveland? Because if LeBron mm. doesn't want to go to Cleveland, then does he want to send his son to Ohio? And if he doesn't want to send his son to Ohio, I don't know, man. I'm trying to connect the dots. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a. You said it was a million dollar question. I think it's based on nil evaluation. I think it's a six point seven million dollar question. Uh, where will Bronny James end up? And I think he. I think this helps because we just saw LeBron twenty years after he did the Chosen One Sports Illustrated cover. Yeah, they did just do that, didn't they? And, uh, he he did the Chosen Sons. Yeah, That's which right. is uh, yeah. and he had uh, Bronny wearing the St. Vincent St. Mary's championship cut off sweatshirt, which is very Ohio. I thought, and a uh, nice little tip of the cap. He also said, LeBron, that he wanted to play with Bryce, which means that he would be, let's do the math, 43 years old when Bryce is a rookie. Wow. And that is that is if Bryce, all things go according to plan, that he's a one and done, <laughs> then he goes straight to That's the crazy. NBA. LeBron will play with him when he's 43 years old. All that to say. Maybe he just goes that, to he goes to Tom Brady's plastic surgeon and he'll be fine. You know, Maybe I mean, he can play forever if he... <laughs> Yeah, the the only thing that would happen that could stop LeBron, just like Brady, is that Savannah says no. You know, it sounds like Giselle is is saying, Tom, no, not like this. Um, But LeBron, when he signed the the most recent deal with the Lakers, which I think was like three weeks ago, a lot of Lakers people and LeBron camp PR put out, this is where he's going to end his career, right? You know, that was kind of like the the wink, wink. He's going to be a Laker to the end. But with these conversations in the Sports Illustrated, it basically said the Lakers are a stop amongst many more stops in the future. And I think the stop is in Columbus. I think it's the bus stop. And I think he's going to he's gonna drop off Bronny there. He's going to go to Cleveland, be the starting small forward. I mean, think about this starting lineup. Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. That team could win the championship. No doubt about it. Like that, even LeBron at 39 years old can win a championship with that group around him and with Okoro and some of these younger guys. And the thing about it, people are like, well, how could they have all that talent if LeBron James is there? He's going to be a free agent and he could sign there for basically a vet minimum if he wanted to with the idea back in that he's going to be a minority owner, which is something that we already talked about with which Cleveland is technically- and LeBron. Which is technically illegal per NBA rules, but it's yeah, LeBron. But, it's, but, but, guess who, <laughs> but guess who made the rules? The NBA. Guess you could change right. the rules. Right, and the that's NBA. what I think we need to keep explaining over and over for people that love to point out they can't do that rules. per the yeah. rules. And it's like, well, watch this. Snap the finger. <laughs> rules gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess what? R- rules done with. And uh, I don't know. When I, when I put all the tea leaves in front of me and I start trying to read them, I just keep coming back to Cleveland. I keep coming back to Ohio. And I do think that LeBron, for the sake of LeBron's brand post-basketball, he should own the state of Ohio. He has every right to be that central figure in the state. And I think to be that guy, he's got to come back one more time. Right. And Bronny is the perfect way to make it acceptable. He can't come back on his own because everyone's like, oh, you're trying to hop on this bandwagon great team that right. we built. And Kobe Altman's like, I don't want him here. You know, the GM that, you know, basically had to trade LeBron for nothing to LA. 
or like get rid of him or whatever. Well, I think LeBron's free agent, so it didn't matter. But anyways, Kobe Altman's not bringing LeBron. So back. he did trade him. He, he, he traded him for nothing. He literally did. I mean, he literally he, traded him for yeah, nothing. He, yeah. This man left for nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, LeBron's like, I'm leaving you, and Kobe's like, No, you're not. I'm actually trading you for nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, trading okay, you. I'm, get I'm out of get out of here. He can't come back on his own accord, but he can come back with Bronny in tow and the Perfect. idea of playing with Bryce. And uh, I, I say this, LeBron James back to Ohio. It's a lock. I think I it's a lock. Um, yeah. What about my dream of Sam Presti and Danny Ainge having an entire draft where it's just those two guys picking and they're just going back and forth. They flip a coin at the start of the draft. Yeah. The lottery is just a coin flip. It's a literal it's- coin flip. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, yeah, then they just take turns straight. Do they snake draft or do they <laughs> mm, mm, auction? Do auction, they auction draft. draft, do they alternate draft? <laughs> the real um, draft, they're gonna auction draft. Come the on. jazz, the jazz aren't done, dude. They're like, they're, like, they're not gonna, you know, they, they got to trade Mike Conley, right? Like, let my free Mike is what I want to say. Yeah, Which, by the way, I don't think the jazz are. Uh, you know, we we, we I heard about- I heard Conley to the Mavericks. That's what uh, that's what all the scuttlebutt is that uh, they're trying to get Conley to the Mavericks, really. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense to me to replace Brunson and also like Luca needs a real point guard on his team, and Mike would be in my mind um, the perfect guy. The three guys that got coming in aren't bad players. We like them. Um, they they certainly uh, were good college players, so for that reason, they'll always have our respect. Uh, but the Jazz are the, the the Jazz couldn't get it done with the guys they had. They the, the Jazz have not gotten better by any stretch of the imagination no. with the with the players they traded away, the players they brought in. <laughs> um, so with that in mind. You got to free Mike Conley. And when you do, I mean, you're not going to get five first round picks for him, but uh, I imagine Danny Ainge has no desire to get any players back. I, I, I mm. imagine he's going to be like, what draft picks can I get for this guy? The how worst, many, how many? <laughs> the worst case scenario is that Danny Ainge really likes Mike, which I could see that. I could see him really liking Mike and he convincing himself that he needs Mike Conley to kind of shepherd. To shepherd the young period. guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. To to basically make it so it doesn't seem so obvious that they're obviously tanking. So we have Mike in the building and we're like, look, we got a we got a veteran point guard who's leading these guys and teaching them how to be pros in the league and yada yada yada. That is my biggest fear for Mike. And if I'm Mike, I'm calling my agent and making sure that's not happening. Like, get me out of here. He's got to get out Free of here. Me. Well, I'm I'm Free Mike's Mike. agent. That's that's funny you say that. I'm actually Mike's agent. Um, I I work on his behalf. Okay, and, we'll uh, put out the headline. The out we get to Woj right yeah. now. Get him out of there. Mike Conley asking for a trade, demanding demanding a trade. Dallas would be something, man. That'd be exciting. But uh, Jordan Clarkson's on the Jazz, though, right? And so is Bogdanovich. So like they, yeah. yeah I don't know. I mean, I, I they have a I, lot. I assume- they have a lot more moves. I, yeah, I would assume they're going to trade all those guys and just stockpile draft picks, and that's what I want them to do. I want I want Danny Ainge to now trade Colin Sexton and Larry Larry Markinen and and Ochai Baji for more draft picks. I want this to go. Yeah. I want you to have all the draft picks. I, that's mm. what. There really needs to be a rule in the NBA. You can only have so many first round draft picks. They have thirteen first round draft picks right now. The Jazz. Yeah. Through twenty twenty nine. They have 13 yeah. draft first round picks. And then I think the Thunder, what was the Thunder of 17 or something like that? Like there, there, there is a, the 2029 NBA draft, like you said, is going to be a two man show. And it's like Billy Joel and Elton John going back and back and forth with picks. Uh they should they I'm, should Presti and Danny Age should just for just 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 because, just for fun, they should trade some draft picks with each other. They should yeah. just be like, you get you can take a couple of my first rounders, we'll mm. take a couple of your first rounders, and let's just see what happens. Just to like just to give us something to talk about, or you know, why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I I think in this trade though, Akbaji is the most interesting one to me of all of them 
Because I think Agbaji's really good. And I thought Agbaji was going to be the three, the yeah. backup to Okoro and, and be really good. And maybe they'd slot him in as the two guard eventually and be a starter. So I think Agbaji is going to be a big win for the Jazz. And what's going to happen because of the Jazz having talent, it's going to be kind of like OKC where like a guy like Shea Gilgis-Alexander gets ahead of schedule and now they have to think about trading him. You know what I mean? Like Shea Gilgis-Alexander can't continue to be on the Thunder as a perennial potential all-star while they're trying to take for Victor Wimbayama and the next, you know, Mm -hmm. potential great coming out of Europe or whatever every single year. So that's the fascinating part. And I and I worry about Walker Kessler. I worry about Ochai Agbaji. I worry about their careers getting shuttered because they're part of this like master plan tanking that's all about ego and all about winning the headlines, which is what these GMs are doing. We gotta don't hurt on. our kids' careers. Don't hurt we, our kids' we, careers. We gotta we gotta move <laughs> on. You're 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 becoming JJ Reddick right before my very eyes. I just see yeah. the I just see the transformation happening and you're uh mm. Protect these kids. Yeah, you're getting a little. uh... (laughs) Hey, before you move on, can I ask you a question about this uh, Bronny situation? Yeah. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Would it be amazing if Utah used those picks to pick Bronny and then LeBron has to go play in Utah? Whoa. Whoa. Mm hmm. And if he says he doesn't want to play there, Danny Ainge will be like, all right, you can play in Boston. Like, what oh, yeah what's the list of do you think do you, do you, do you, do you think the james how far gonna, would lebron go to play with his kids yeah i was gonna say do you think that do you think the james family will put out a list of the teams when i said i will go wherever Bronny goes i meant except for these teams yeah i meant these, like like we yeah, will not, exactly but now we will not go to charlotte we will not go to indiana we will not go to utah we will not go to milwaukee we will not go to san antonio <laughs> These are all the schools. Jim is is on the Zoom right now cycling through (laughs) pictures of Spike Lee and James Dolan. Yeah. Jim, seriously, though, as as a Knicks fan, as a Knicks fan, Jim, did you you think deep down in your heart you were going to get Donovan Mitchell? Had you already thought about the jersey? I said, give him nine picks. Who cares? They don't even do anything with the picks anyway. When's the last time you made a good pick? (laughs) RJ Barrett? Charlie Ward, dude. It was the third pick. It fell to them. They didn't get Zion Charlie Ward. That's Rand. the last one. Nineteen ninety-nine. Charlie Ward, exactly. Dude, yeah. oh, Porzingis. Yeah. Porzingis <laughs> is a unicorn. Literally invented the term unicorn. Porzingis was a good pick. Porzingis. Was um, a good pick. Yeah. Obi Toppin. Are you not? You're not an Obi Toppin believer. Wow. No, I am. I'm... There's no. There's. <laughs> there's literally <laughs> no stopping Obi Toppin. That's what they say. <laughs> Player of the year. Heisman. Apparently the Knicks. <laughs> apparently the Knicks, to their credit, did not want to put Obi Toppin in the deal. That was a that was a deal breaker for them. It wasn't that he was untouchable, but they were like, "You're asking for too much." So, I mean, that's good news. That's good news for Obi Toppin believers. Also, Obi Toppin, Westchester, Donovan Mitchell, Westchester. That's it. All right, goodbye. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your good Knicks job, update. <laughs> um, college basketball news can we yeah can we, can we talk about this quickly because uh this Please. is uh um I, I i've been told that this is important but also as we as we said earlier um it's really not it's not it's stupid it's, and it's, it's yeah. boring i do think the transfer window thing is going to be juicy when it happens um but the, the two big the two big notes in the the restraint like basically what happened is um I'm probably not the guy to explain this. Uh, Jay Billis would probably be better for this, but like basically the NCAA, uh, the, the, the the pencil pushers of the NCAA got together and like just like the bureaucratic 
people <laughs> just like move shit yeah. around and form committees and destroyed committees and whatever. Mm-hmm. And when in it my does mind, settle, it's like a big Condoleezza Rice, like a yeah, huge yeah. like, and that is the, what makes up the structure that makes yeah. those decisions. And when the dust settled on this meeting, uh, they put out a press release. I was like, we've changed everything, and here's what's <laughs> here's what's changed. <laughs> um, there's now a 60 day transfer. There, there's a transfer window in all sports, uh, but we 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 care more about basketball here on this show. Um, there is a 60 day transfer window in college basketball that will start the Monday after selection Sunday, Tate. It'll last then, mm. obviously, for 60 days after that, where that is the window wherein you transfer in the offseason. Um, which on the, 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 my mind goes to the two, um, the two big dates of this are the start and the end. Uh, the start is going to be insane because, uh, we already have coaching carousels that cut into the NCAA tournament where uh, r- r- most famously, at least in my mind, that I'll remember forever was when Indiana fired Tom Crean on the very first game of the of March Madness tipping off. Like as soon as the ball was thrown yeah, in the, the air. the ball is tipped, tipped. And Tom Crean's fired. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, one shining moment. There. The timing, I swear to God, Indiana was like hovering their hand over the button. And as soon as the ball went up, they just hit the button real quick. Send the tweet. Send it. Send it. Send it. Um, so then, like, you know, I, I remember being in, in the position as, as a guy covered the sport. I was like, oh, my God, this is big news that Tom Crean is fired. But, like, is it bigger news than the NCAA tournament going on? I don't think so, but kind of, but not mm-hmm. really. No, of course not. But at the same time, um, so I hate that. I hate when the coaching carousel takes over during the NCAA tournament. Now we're going to get the player carousel taking over during the NCAA tournament, uh, which, you know, it is what it is, I guess. You just got to like accept. I've, I've, I'm trying to do my best to just like accept the changes, but it's gonna. Our heads are gonna be spinning basically yeah. during the NCAA tournament now because guys that didn't make the tournament or guys that like lose, like in their post game press conference, you lose in the NCAA tournament, then you let it leak that you're transferring. Um, I mean, oh yeah, gonna that's wild. gonna be crazy. How about this? When John Calipari inevitably loses to whatever underdog he loses to next year, let's say for you know. I can't even think of a team. Let's say St. Peter's, you know mm. what I mean? Knocks them out uh, mm. in the tournament, like a shocking, like a 15-2 type upset. That'd be wild. If that were to happen, that'd be wild. And if John Calipari was able to go to the post-game press conference knowing that he has a commit of a top player, you know what I mean, under his belt, yeah. like he, he could go to the press conference and be like, yeah. I know you're upset, I know you're hurt, but also, <laughs> we just got to commit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the top player in the country is coming to Kentucky next year. Yeah, so make your I do make think your jokes there's some now. of that. Yeah. Make your jokes now, everybody, because Drew Timmy just committed to <laughs> Exactly. That that I think that's the world we're living in now. We're like Calipari. Wasn't Drew Timmy supposed to go to Kentucky? There was a rumor that quote Kentucky unquote, was supposed him. to. Yeah. Yeah. He was gonna be Oscar Sheboy's backup. <laughs> Dude, I was hearing I was hearing a lot of noise about Drew Timmy <laughs> leaving Gonzaga though. Because we heard we were yeah. in Arizona at one point. We thought he was going to see Tommy Lloyd. Again. We we, we, we heard we that Drew Timmy's services were on the streets. Yeah, and that he was he was down for whatever. But Gonzaga snatched him back up just like that. Which are we goes sure to show. they're still? Are we sure they're still not on the streets? Like it's mm. over now? Because I, I I really don't know. Like if Drew Timmy decided he wanted to. <laughs> that would be amazing if Drew Timmy after this year is like the ball one is more tipped. Year. Oh, the first yeah. game, the 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 aircraft carrier against Michigan State. The ball yeah. gets thrown in the air. Drew Timmy wins the tip and then just takes off running and jumps overboard. Mm-hmm. And then like Sw- swimming to Lexington. He has, yeah, he has a, they scuba, told me it was Camelot. It's like some James Bond shit where like he has like a scuba uh, tank, like already planted under the ship. So yeah. he jumps down. Everyone's waiting for him to resurface, but he never does. 
because he just mm. puts on the scuba and he swims away. Mm. Everyone thinks and then, he's gone forever. And everyone's like, where did this guy go? Did he die? Is Drew Timmy dead? And then yeah. he shows the new up. The DB Cooper is Drew Timmy. <laughs> he shows up in Tucson with a mustache. And you're like, is that Drew Timmy? <laughs> yeah, he did or is it that again. Kurt Rambis? <laughs> he honestly, he, he could have gone out for Kurt Rambis. Imagine that. Imagine losing Kurt Rambis to, to <laughs> active Drew college player. Drew Timmy puts out an announcement. You know, that, that's his announcement. The day before the season starts, he's like, I've decided to step down for basketball. I will pursue my acting career as Kurt Rambis in season two of HBO's one in time. And in all, in all roles in the future. You know what I mean? He just becomes a Rambis guy. Everyone's like, if you that's need what, Kurt uh, Rambis. That's what Delvon Rowe did for Michigan State. We got to look up what he's up to, man. Is he in, is he acting mm. shit? Because I remember Delvon Rowe, his knees were like obliterated. He was he was like my era, um, yeah. of Big Ten basketball. We, I think he might have been a year younger than me, but he was a really good recruit for Michigan State and was like a, a pretty solid player. But like his knees just kept falling apart. And then one one day he was like, he still had eligibility. At Michigan State. He's just like, I'm gonna quit basketball and go act. And I remember <laughs> thinking, what? You're gonna do what? But also, like he has no knees, and he's he had Dewan Blair type knees where he just had no cartilage, no yeah uh, ligaments. So he's like, I can't even, bar- I can barely walk at this point. Um, and think about like every like TV series, right? There's always like a high school team, like a basketball team. Like there's right. always some sort of basketball wrinkle in all of these movies. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can find a role, you can right. find a spot. Where were we? Uh, sixty day transfer window. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty. So the the start is going to be juicy because, um, like I said, it's going to cut into the NCAA tournament. Like in terms of uh, uh, the the you know there might be there might be a big star that like a like say a Ben Simmons at LSU. Bad example, but it's one that comes to mind of a guy who uh, did not make the NCAA tournament. And Ben Simmons <laughs> after Selection Sunday decides yeah. he's not good enough to go to the NBA. Um, he's going and, to Kentucky, and he's like, I'm going to come here. <laughs> And he's like, all right, well, I guess I have to go to Kentucky or Memphis now. Those are my two options. Uh, yeah, it's so, definitely a pity Hardaway move as well. Like Memphis right. doesn't make the tournament, but then Memphis is getting like the top two transfers already committed for next season. Yeah. They're definitely going to be in the mix there. That's going to be fun. Um, so that's going to be interesting. But then the end of it, Tate, is going to be interesting. The end of the 60-day window will be interesting because it'll be like a deadline day. It'll be a... Uh, uh, you know, I, th- I think European soccer has this, and it might be... Is there deadline... Did it just happen? I don't know. I, I think it's like in the news right now. Um, but a deadline day of of the transfers that, uh, I think it was, that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Uh, there are transfers that are in the portal that have not committed yet. We're about to unplug the portal. If you want to be stuck in the portal forever, that's that's your prerogative. But we're going to unplug this thing. You got to make your decision. Where will it be? Um, that's going to be chaos. You're going to have yeah, sixty days after Selection Sunday. It's <laughs> like guys that are like. Oh uh, shit! I guess I have to commit somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of great for us because then we actually know the timeline. Because this year, it just felt like anything could happen at any time. You know what I mean? It just didn't feel like. Well, no, that's so why I said I don't know if Drew yeah. Timmy. Like I, I still, it, it really was chaos. Like it's cool, but then like I've had people asking me about my my preseason thoughts, and I just keep telling them I'm waiting for the rosters to to finalize. I'm waiting for the rosters to finalize. It's too hard to keep track of everything. And I realized I'm probably going to be saying this all the way till November. <laughs> like I'm just waiting to just waiting yeah, to see who anything's who up where and um and all that. So um no, there was that. And then the other bullet point coming out of this this Condoleezza Rice meeting uh was the IARP. Uh we have another farewell tour in college basketball. The uh the Coach K farewell tour fell flat on its face, um, as we remember last year, was yeah. was very unsuccessful. Could not be 
any funnier. As a reminder, for those, <laughs> we have a lot of new listeners, so I'll remind everybody what happened. Um, Coach K threw himself a party all season. Uh, his final game, ESPN blocked off hours and hours of programming that uh, was cut into by the Kansas-Texas game <laughs> at the start. Uh, uh, An $8.5 million dollar Nike marketing budget for this yes. Coach K farewell tour. Yep. Yes. Uh, and then, so the game gets cut into at the start, and we miss the slobber fest going on inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. And then Thank you, the, game, the game happens, and Brady Manick gives Duke the business. And uh, <laughs> Coach K's final regular season game inside Cameron Indoor Stadium is a loss to his arch rivals. But that's okay because he got a rematch in the Final Four where he once again lost to his arch rivals mm -hmm. uh, in the mm -hmm. final game of his career. So that happened. <laughs> um, and that now happened. Tate, Don't ever forget. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tate, we get another farewell tour. It is the farewell <laughs> tour of this thing called the IARP, which was formed in 2019. <laughs> yes. um, in response to the FBI saying, we have your playbook and we're coming for you, the NCAA was like, yeah, we should probably do something about this as well. Uh, they formed the IARP. Ask me what the IARP stands for. No idea. Mm. The, the the I no idea. No idea. The, we I we personally thought it was related to the AARP. I we did, thought yeah. that they were in the same family or something like that. But yes, it was a totally separate thing created from the NCAA. And there's no appeals to the IARP, right? So like once the IARP makes a decision, it is final. There is no appeals process. So that right. is the one thing that they kept hammering home from the start. Yeah, and, and now they're getting rid of this system. They're starting a new system that's going to be uh, – there's going to be a peer review process. I was dying laughing reading this paragraph of the little release they put out. The first proposal focuses – the first proposal being this peer review process uh, focuses on increasing cooperation in infraction cases, increasing transparency during the infractions process, and expediting the resolution of infraction cases. That's funny enough. And then it goes on to say <laughs> cooperation with an investigation is already a requirement of all NCAA member schools, LOL. And this proposal will further incentivize schools to self-report violations and cooperate throughout an investigation by revising factors, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Point is, uh, the NCAA is basically saying this new system is going to require schools to cooperate with us. And to that, I say good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah, something that they... Uh never wanted to do in the first place and only did out of obligation. And then they learned kind of the, the trick was to self-impose, right? That was, yeah. I feel like that was the story of the last decade, right? The 2010 to 2020, it was like, okay, we've all learned how this NCAA process works. So we self-impose bans when we want to, when we're not as good. And then we move on and we move forward. And the I IARP was supposed to be like an offshoot and not as many cases were supposed to go there. But then all these schools figured that the IARP, they would actually have more leeway to kind of control the outcome and they could kick the can down the road. And they even put in this uh, little story, they were like, we've had more cases than we expected for the IARP, which of course, you know, like every, every school, once they learn like what the, what they're supposed to do, they all start right, like doing right. the exact same thing. <laughs> And now it's been three years, and the IARP is not coming it's hilarious closer. That that all of us <laughs> on the outside could see this, and, and the NCAA yeah. is like blindsided time and time again. They're like, "Wait, we never saw this coming. We never." But we, are we, they? We, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, that's true. They're basically, that's true. Basically are they looking for themselves? You know what I mean? That's true. It's basically, like imagine if you were Bigfoot. You were like, I'm Bigfoot, but I'm looking for Bigfoot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm walking around the woods, and I'm like, "Where the hell is this guy at?" You know? <laughs> Like that's pretty much the NCAA trying that's to. That's a hell of an analogy. <laughs> what an analogy. 
I'd wa- I'd watch uh I'd watch a sitcom based around that premise. Big yeah, and then the last episode he sees himself in the mirror and then he just like completely breaks down. <laughs> oh man. Um that's it. That that's really the the college that's the college basketball news of those two things. Uh but I, I wanted to do before we go to shout outs and closeouts. Um, I wanted to do if you'll if you'll entertain this date, I would love to do yeah. a preseason preview because as I said, <laughs> uh college foot let's do a score update by the way. Let's do a let's do a, a college football score update in real time. Love that. Uh, uh West Virginia's up seven, 17 to 10 in the third quarter nice. on Pittsburgh. That's pretty nice. interesting. Uh the only other game I really cared about was Penn State Purdue. Purdue's up 10. How's seven. Purdue looking? Purdue's up 10 7. Yeah. I Whoa. think Aiden O'Connell, I I really think this and I I, I don't know how hot of a take this is, but I um I don't mean for it to be a hot take. It's just me saying what I think. Uh I think Aiden O'Connell might be the second best quarterback in the Big Ten. Mm. But I don't but like I don't know if that's like even controversial because there's a lot of shitty quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Well, what what is also going on in Michigan? They have two quarterbacks yeah. right now. Did you yeah. see this? They're starting yeah. Cade in the first game and then the other kid the second game. That's the yeah. dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and and then in the third <laughs> what game, even is gonna, that? <laughs> in the third game, they're gonna have their starter be figured out. I guess. Would you rather start first <laughs> or second game? Definitely second, w- game, right? Definitely second game. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, like that's, I think that they're trying to tell Cade without telling Cade that he's not the starter anymore. Yeah, but they're do- they're going like they, instead of addressing it, they're doing it very passive aggressively, um, and they're just gonna let him, I guess, sink <laughs> on the field. Yeah. That's so strange. Um, but I, I would agree with that. Purdue football, by the way, when we went on the tour and we saw their facilities, they were on my radar, and I immediately have been, you know, I've kept an eye on Purdue football. So I, I have a respect for Purdue football. Purdue's just got to figure football. out. Purdue has to figure out a way for their football program to be relevant at times, other than when they're upsetting Ohio State, when Ohio State's ranked like second in the country. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great point. And they do that all the time. <laughs> I mean, that happens yeah. like every time they play. But yeah. uh, also. That's all you have. I don't know, but I great, great debate. Would you rather be the team that like upsets <laughs> top five teams all the time? And that's all you do. And you're never actually the top five team. You're just the team that upsets the top five team. Or mm. would you rather never upset a top five team and never be, and always be ranked like 21st in the country. Oof. And that's the best, you know? Oof. I don't know. Great I don't debate. know. NC state. Let's ask NC yeah. state. Too, man. <laughs> um, but uh, college football is underway, which means I, I think we're unofficially now in college basketball preseason. So I wanted to quickly do a preseason preview, um, which is the dumbest concept I, I've ever come <laughs> up with, I think. But uh, <laughs> it plays. That's what this show is for, is dumb ideas. Um, mm-hmm. So here's your preseason preview. Now, I'm, pre- I'm previewing what I think the preseason content is going to be from the college basketball people. You know, when we fully shift into preseason mode, um, what are what is some of the con? What are, what are we talking about? What are the stories coming out? I have. I'll know we're in preseason mode when John Rossine stops doing videos from pools. Like when <laughs> yeah, John Rossine right, is right. back in gyms again, I'm like, okay, it's preseason. And he he's got a suit and tie on. He's like, I was just at Ford in practice. And exactly. You will not believe what I, 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 I will call you that day and say it's preseason, baby. It's preseason time. Yeah. <laughs> John um, shirts on. <laughs> and we're we're that's that's quickly approaching. So I want to do a preview so everyone's primed for the preseason when it gets here. Um, officially, it's unofficially here, but you know what I mean. Officially, uh, first bullet point on my list is quote unquote UNC is last year's UCLA. Ooh. That is uh, that is going to be a preseason. 
And it's going to be said as both a compliment and an insult. And no one, no, and both it's people only are as be, an insult. I don't think anyone in care, no one will take that as a compliment. But also, but how, how would you not take that as a compliment? That's the tough. If you told well, me Ohio State is going to be last year's UCLA, I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, a team that almost like very easily could have fucking made the final four was like that's that's what i mean it's it's meant as an insult but at the end of the day the team that knocked out ucla was north carolina and ucla would have easily made the final four if they win that game which they could have you know what i mean so i don't take it as a slight but i'm just saying that the general public will see that and say we're not ucla but yeah i would take it as a compliment is what i'm saying it's like if i was you and everyone is what what i what i'm telling you as a carolina fan and every carolina fan listening is when people say that Carolina is last year's UCLA. Say great, that's awesome, that's great. So we have a team that's good enough to win a national championship, is what you're saying? Because UCLA was good enough to win a national championship last absolutely. year. Absolutely, absolutely. They just didn't. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm also predicting this. Uh, I don't know why everyone is so. There's going to be uh, a lot of. Uh, I don't know. So there's going to be one team that everyone says. I don't know why everyone is so high on this team. Um, and then you're, you, as a college basketball fan, are going to step back and look at the landscape and say. If literally everybody is saying, I don't know why everyone is so high on this team, is there anybody left that's actually high on this team? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, think, high. Yeah. and I think that team might be either Indiana or Illinois, and I don't know Ooh. which one it's going to be. But I see like a lot of, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sensing a lot of like preseason previews where people are like, Indiana, I don't get it. I don't buy it. I, I know a lot of people love them. I don't love them. And then you read another preview and it's like, I don't love them. Another preview. Indiana last year, they bring a lot of guys back, but like a lot of the guys that they're bringing back are the same guys that had to go to a play-in game in the tournament and almost missed the tournament. And like, you know what I mean, Tate? The, the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Creighton could be that team also. I think Creighton could be in that camp where like people, there's going to be some backlash to Creighton at the top. There, there's going to be some people that are like, but who's I, putting, I don't but have what I'm them. saying is, but who's putting them at the top? What I'm saying is not that there's <laughs> going to be backlash to someone at the top. I'm saying that the team You're is not even people- at the top. Yeah, you're saying this is Bigfoot all over again. They're they're looking for the monster, and they are the monster. I'm they're saying like, who did this? There's going to be a race to get ahead of claiming who is overrated. That no one's going to yeah. stop and look around and realize that like there's nobody that has Illinois in their top 15. <laughs> so why are you yelling at us that Illinois is overrated? Why is okay. everybody yelling at me that Illinois is overrated when no one has? That's what I think. No happen. one has the top 15. Yeah, no yeah. one has who 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 yeah. who yeah. who. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Show me, show me the rankings, and I'll show you a lot. Um, so, preseason preseason preview bullet point number three. Uh, Oscar Sheboy will be the unanimous national player of the year. Um, and everyone will talk. And and if you dare pick anyone else to a national player of the year, uh, you will be You're laughed out of the room. You're an absolute yeah. idiot. Never mind that. There are all sorts of talented guys coming back to college basketball this year. And never mind that we have not seen a repeat national player of the year since Ralph Sampson in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is you have to pick Oscar Sheboy to be your player of the year or else you're a boob. Yeah, <laughs> or or else get out of my face. You don't know what you're talking about, right? I mean, that's yeah. pretty much like uh, that is where we're going to be. I like that. That's a good point. Yep. That's a good point um, to go. I also I, I, I predict in the preseason that there will be a lot of Todd Golden features. I think there'll be a lot of mm. like uh, a lot of journal. I, I see this more as a print thing, more so than like a podcast or a television type deal. I see this as like a lot of the. I, I think when the athletics sits down and does their preseason, uh, you know, mapping out where we're going to take this season of coverage, I think there's going to be a big fight at the table about who gets to go to to Gainesville and write about how Todd Golden, the uh, the 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 boy wonder of data and science in college basketball. Can it work in the SEC team? Mm. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I yeah. picture a lot of that. A lot of people, I think they have like the unique, like, you know, the one Todd Golden piece. And then there's like actually 40 of them. And because Todd Golden says yes to every single interview. And exactly. We actually just see the same piece. It's like over and over and over about how Todd Golden's at Florida now. And and there we have like eight headline of the year nominations because of the puns you use like golden reliever, uh, yeah. you know, like the golden touch. Uh, yeah, the, there's going to be a lot of headlines coming out. And I think you're right. The athletic is the first one that does it. The athletic jumps all the way in, does like a 5000 word feature on like what he's bringing to Florida basketball and how he is reminding people of the Billy Donovan days. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. I yeah, see yeah, that. I yeah. see that. That's good. Um, I also see a Jawan Howard. This is all preseason, by the way, this is not, I'm, I'm not predicting what's going to happen during the season. This is preseason. I'm, yeah. I'm predicting that like, you know, mid October to, to mid November, that little era, that, that little window of, of uh, time, um, a Jawan Howard sit down interview with Jalen Rose uh, where he talks about striking a man and he does it in a way that harkens back to coach K, Mr. K, I'm sorry, not the dog. It was not the dog that did it. <laughs> that was not the dog. Um, when Mr. K did the interview with Billis, I believe, where he was explaining <laughs> how Grayson Allen is not actually that bad and he just, he's a good kid. Uh, yeah. I know he's tripped like four guys, but you don't know him like I know him. It's yeah. going to be an interview like that where it's like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You can picture Of this. course, picture of that. course, where it's like Jalen's like, and I know you don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you got to go yeah. back to the Wisconsin game. And like, by the time <laughs> you get done with the interview, you're like, what did Greg Gard do to, to <laughs> you want to <laughs> That's pretty much what happened with Grayson, you know, like it, when Coach K got done, you're like, this Santa Ana kid from Elon, he was definitely the instigator. He yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Uh, so that that's part of my preseason preview. Um, and then finally, this is a big one, and I'm I'm taking a big swing here. Um, but I'm going for it, dude. I th- this is this this is what I have to do. I do think another big farewell tour is coming this preseason. I think there's going to be an announcement Ooh. before before the season starts. We will get an announcement. Um, and this is, a, I'm not sourced by the way. I have to, uh, I, I actually, I don't have to say that. I think people that follow the show realize I have zero goddamn sources, and the ones I do have lie to me, and I could never get a good scoop to save my That's life. the problem with sources. Oh. Sometimes they lie to you. <laughs> so I, I don't think I need that disclaimer, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling my shot. There will be another, everyone's going to look back on, uh, on, on the, the, the praise that Mr. K got, and they're going to say to themselves, mm-hmm. I want some of that for myself. My candidates include, I th- I think it's going to be an ACC coach because I was I was Ooh. making my list of candidates. Jim Beheim could be one. Tate uh, Leonard Hamilton could be one. Jim Laranega mm. could be one. Mike Bray could be one. Who's only sixty-three. <laughs> all the ACC. It's all the ACC coaches. He's only sixty-three years old. I don't think Mike Bray <laughs> is going to do the. Uh, I want to hang it up because I'm I'm old and I want to see my kids now that I'm you know I've reached the average life expectancy, which is yeah. You know, like, I would love to spend time with my kids who are now 47 years old. Um, I <laughs> think kids there. I think Mike Bray's move would be more in the Jay Wright vein, where it's like, I don't need this shit, dude. Like honestly, yeah. I was looking around no, and I there, there's I a higher chance shit. that Mike Bray says, "I'm leaving the game to go make more kids." You know what yeah. I mean? Than it is yeah. to say, "Like I'm gonna just go to be a family man." But uh, or, I think or Mike right. Bray, he he puts out the announcement that he's gonna he's gonna work in media. He does like a Tom Brady deal where he's like, "I've signed with Fox Sports when I retire," which by the way yeah. is going to be this year. But also, um, <laughs> yeah, 
or, or maybe Mike Bray does a farewell tour. And if there's one coach that would do a farewell tour and then say, just kidding at the end and come back and, and say, but this year's this, this is actually my farewell. I just keep doing that over and over. That's coach K that, that's, that's what he wants. Mr. K yeah, wants to do that. If he didn't go out like he did, he probably would be able to do that. But, but Mike I Bray think, does it as a joke. I'm saying like he says, yeah, Mike, Mike like, Bray is having fun with it. Mike Bray is, he's a part of the group. He's part of yeah. us. I will say you, you're, I think you're hundred percent right. And if I had to put my life on it, I would be willing to put my life on that. Jim Beheim copies coach K. I think Jim Beheim was jealous last year. I think Jim Beheim wants to watch buddy Beheim on the Pistons. Jim Beheim <laughs> is the name. When you say, when you say farewell tour, I see Jim Beheim. Do you, yeah. Do you think it's going to be a fair, like, do you think he'll announce it before the season or do you think he, or do you think it'll be halfway through the season? What if, what if he like, cause the Bayheim move to me, it would be to throw his players under the bus halfway through the season when they're, when they're like three games. Year. Yeah. When they're like three games over 500, he's like, fuck all of you. I'm done. I'm done. This is it. You guys have all four. You did this. And he points at every, <laughs> every player's face. You want to quit. <laughs> You know, I've been coaching here forever. I've had some shitty teams through the years. I've never had a team as bad as you guys. That's made me want to quit. You did this. I'm announcing my retirement today. Effective immediately. I uh, I, I think the, I I think he either does that or he announces like K and he and he really because I mean here's a here's a little secret right like Coach K's best player during his Team USA days was Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is Jim Beheim's, you know, project, the the one that he brought and then got him a national championship and everything. And Jim Beheim takes a lot of credit for Team USA, right? He's mm-hmm. like, this is actually like I'm not getting enough of my due here. And same with college basketball. He's like, I don't get enough of my due as one of these elites of the elites. And in the Big East conversation, Jim Beheim is, you know, if you ask a Big East person who's the greatest coach ever, they're like, I don't know, Luke Conaseca, uh, you know, Raleigh Massimino, when they start listening to all the Big East coaches. John Jim Thompson, Beheim's, maybe? John Thompson, you know, they start listening to all the yeah. Big East coaches, right? You know what I mean? And you're like, okay. Jim Beheim thinks he's above Coach K or on the same level, so he wants a farewell tour, and I think... Well, that's the, my one My one fear about tri- putting my eggs in the uh, Jim Beheim farewell tour basket is that um, I, I wonder if, now that K's out of the way, is he going to go for the record? Is he like, this is my chance? Mm. I have one chance to, to prove he to should. the world that I'm better. He's than the greatest him. coach ever. Yeah. I got to go for it. I don't based know. on that, that's what all the Duke fans have said to me over the year. Whenever I would argue that Coach K is not actually the GOAT, they would say, look at the wins. Look at the win number. You can't deny that. So if Jim Beheim does that, I'll call him the GOAT. Leonard Hamilton doesn't strike me as a guy who would do a farewell tour. He Leonard, won't Hamilton, do it. Leonard Hamilton doesn't even strike me as a guy who would announce his retirement. Like Leonard Hamilton might be retired right now, and we don't even know it. <laughs> I mean, like he strikes me as the guy that yeah. just like just just straight up like he just like one day just goes to his office, throws all his shit in a in a box, and walks out, doesn't really tell anybody. And exactly, no, he's like uh, the Goodwill Hunting. Uh, you know, it's like uh, I keep driving by every day. Yeah, just gone one day. Uh, non ACC names <laughs> would would only be basically like Bob Huggins and Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo's not not doing it. not Tom Izzo. Is. But I, yeah, it's, mm. it's not Izzo. Um, Huggins would be fun. I would Huggins actually embrace Huggins. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. That's that. That would be it. dude. If Bob Huggins or Mike Bray announce, I don't want them to. God, I God willing, they'll be coaching for a hundred more years. Um, mm-hmm. but if they announced a farewell tour the year after Kay announced his farewell tour, and you and I just have nothing but support for this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just like the most blatant display of hypocrisy 
uh maybe i would do it i would do it sign me up I'm just saying, I'm just saying if Bob Huggins announces a farewell tour, I yeah, I'm gonna give him a standing ovation, be like I will give that man the reverence he deserves. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll give him oh, all the interviews he wants. Uh let's wrap this up. Shout out to closeouts. What do you got? I just want to shout out college football being back and uh, you know, being back in North Carolina on the ground for this game. Shout out my guy Drake May. I'm I'm just hoping that he can do it on Saturday. I mean, that it's as simple as that. Carolina football, don't break my heart again because a year ago. At Virginia Tech, you broke my heart in front of all the the American people as as they tried to believe in Carolina football. This Saturday, that, we don't have the stakes anymore, but let's just win the game. When was the dude? I, I I've I've lost track of time. Was last year the year that? No, it was two years ago that I I decided to be a Carolina fan because I thought yeah um, there was going to be no Big, Big Ten wasn't playing football. Yeah, so I and we were actually Carolina. nasty. In 2020, we were nasty. Yeah. We we like we're wrecking everybody. In fact, 2020 was. I wish that 2020 and 2021 could be flipped, uh, as far as like the timeline of things, because we had Javante Williams, Michael Carr. We had two starting NFL running backs now, starting running back on the Jets mm. and starting running back on the Broncos, <laughs> and we had Sam Howell, who's going to be the starting quarterback on the Washington Commanders. Uh, just to yeah, that that was that was the year. And you joined the you and Big Cat were both on the bandwagon. That's uh, right. Remember, yeah. Sam Howell tweeted, uh, wait at, uh, was that, that was the origin of our, yeah, that was our, that was the origin of our, our group text. I think that was the first time we ever like started texting each other was (laughs) about North Carolina football. Yeah. Big cat being like, are you kidding me? And then, and then the big 10 was like, we're going to play now. And then me and Dan were like, like, two weeks into the season. You were like, I'm sorry. I'm off. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm out of here. Um, Great time. I want to. Hey, speaking of North Carolina, I want to shout out the uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels for bringing the JV team back, Tate. Yeah, baby. Uh, JV team is uh, something that North Carolina has had forever. Uh, Roy Williams played on the JV team, correct? Do I have that? Do I yeah. have that correct? And coach, yeah. and coach the JV team. This is a this is something that I've known about. I'm not even a Carolina. I didn't even learn about this from you. I've known about this. Uh, just it's a know, Dean it's, Smith thing. Yeah, yeah, just like it's one of those things that once you learn, you're like. Well, I'll be damned. That's pretty cool. And then I've just, just stuck with me forever. I've always I've always loved that North Carolina's had a JV team. Um, I love when the JV team played Ohio State in 2019 and we won by 25 in the Dean Dome. That was really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That was great. Baycott got hurt. Baycott got hurt. People forget. That was my favorite North. Yeah. Did they did they shutter the JV team after that game? And then that was it. They're like, you guys embarrassed us. You lost to Ohio State by 25. Get rid yeah. of the JV. That's but they're bringing them back. Day- yeah, well, and Hubert Davis coached the JV team, a uh, guy that went to the Final <laughs> Four in his first year. So, I mean, Hubert Davis kind of knew what was going on with the JV team. It is awesome, though, because like you can be like a normal student like me, and you get to campus, and you, you know you play basketball woolen or Fetz or whatever, and you're pretty good. You have people come up to you and you're like, you should try out for the JV team. And it's like an actual viable thing that you can do, right? You yeah. can make the JV team. And Who do you they play JV play like prep schools you play like hargrave military academy that's right and like, okay you know and then other some other schools have jv still so like we'll yeah. play like certain schools that have J- jv teams but it's, ma- it's mainly prep schools like you'll play like img academy so it's kind of cool like if there's a kid like you know d'angelo russell for example when i was in college was at img and then the jv kids played him really they're like, yeah they're like this dude's nice wow. that's sick, <laughs> yeah. actually. exactly so it's like a way to cheap recruit too because like if you're a jv player and you're playing against this like prep kid you're like you should come to chapel hill man it's nice <laughs> it's <laughs> sick <laughs> so you know that's pretty JV, cool 
Yeah, JV the JV team is like a uh like of a pastime. If you get it, you get it, but it is it's for the students. No, I know? get it, man. I get it. So I, I know I you saw get that, it. that was happening and uh yeah, I'm a guy who gets it. Everyone says that about me. Um, and Jackie Manuel, my guy Jackie Manuel is coaching the JV team. So shout out to that's Jackie awesome. Manuel. I, yeah. I do love that every single guy that coaches North Carolina's JV team is somebody, you know? It, it, it's yeah. never like a <laughs> it's never You're just right. like you know what i mean it's never just like a guy who was like the director of ops like six years ago is now the jv coach and no one knows it's like yeah you say jackie manual hubert davis national Lewis. champion jack yeah, yeah, starter yeah. Jack, jackie manual yeah that's cool <laughs> um i want to shout out parker uh who uh of cbk report who uh comes on the show we have fun with him we uh we, we cut it up we talk about how i want him to be an ally for us and i want all this mm-hmm. you know and and we acknowledge like uh the 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 how the sausage is made so to speak tate and and yeah and putting together these lists and all that stuff and still in spite of all of that um i ate the trash and got very fired up when i saw his top 50 brands in college basketball and Same. iowa was iowa was on the list and i know why i was on the list because this son of a bitch <laughs> sneaks iowa about, and everything he, he put out his top 25 breakout players and had chris murray number one <laughs> yeah, dude. and then and then he put Michigan at number six, and I about fell out of my chair at the biggest brands in college basketball. You put Duke like, number one. Duke is not the number one brand in college basketball. And that's what I was like, saying, dude. I was like, I wouldn't even say it's Carolina. Like, Kentucky is probably number one. I'll, I'll be objective in that sense. But, like, Duke being number one is a joke. I'm like, what is going on, Parker? I think uh, I think he's punking us. I think like we're. I think the the teens are. <laughs> are they laughing at us? They're laughing at us. I think Parker made a TikTok right after he got off our show, and he's like, "I know those dumb bitches aren't going to see this." <laughs> got him. <laughs> it does some stupid I, dance. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like damn it. No. <laughs> yeah, they got us. Uh, he got me, dude. So uh, I want to shout no, out. He- I, I tip my cap to you, Parker. You you are the best at what you do. It's just. Yeah. Uh, no, are it's we, funny. Are we sure like what you, you said, do is good? <laughs> it, no, it's definitely not good. But it is funny. Like I saw that brands list, you know, and I, I saw it on Instagram first, and like I was like, all right, don't get triggered. You know, it's all right. Then I get to Twitter and I see it on Twitter, and then you're right. Like I took the bait. Like I mean, I'm reading the comments. Like I'm, I'm like, should I say something about this? Duke is definitely not number one. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. look at me, look at me eating this trash right now. Like, why? What am I doing? I'm telling you, the guy's a prodigy. The kid is an absolute prodigy. He he is he is for him to be that young and to be so good at this already is it's unbelievable. So yeah. um good for you, Park. Shout out to him. Uh is that it? No, I, I think that my oh Serena. What what's is Serena done? I thought like speaking of farewell tours, I thought like what's going on? Like I missed this. I saw Serena retired. Yeah. I was like, I I, I kind of did my farewell to her in my own mind where I was like, damn, Serena's retired, dude. Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, that's wild, man! You see this? I turned to you know <laughs> yeah. my brother, and I'm just like, "You see this? He's, she's retired, yeah, yeah." Um, but no, she's doing a farewell tour and now. She's, she's at the U.S. Open, and I'm confused. So th- this is it? Is this her final? Where this are we at the her, farewell tour? This is her final match. This is her final? her final U.S. Open. This is not her final match. So like, it's very. Are you kidding very, me? She's playing another no. tournament after this. It, it is not. It has not been confirmed nor denied that she may play another event. But oh yes, I mean, and she's not calling this retirement. She's calling it an evolution. So this is mm-hmm. a an evolution out of the game. But she won the first round match, which was a little bit up and down. She's a little bit shaky at first, but I, I thought it was a great like uh, moment in sports. And then she beat the number two uh, number two seed Kontovic last night. So 
that was shocking, obviously, for her to knock out the number two seed. And then after the the match, right? I mean, Tiger Woods in the buildings and Daya. I mean, it's all A-listers everywhere. They like asked her, like, what does it mean to be all A-listers? Tiger Woods and Zendaya. That those are A-listers to me these days, right? How many A-listers? No, they probably are. It was just like what a hilarious, like that that's really where we are in culture. You know what I mean? It's like Zendaya's here and Tiger Woods is here. Jake Paul's bodyguard, he was there, of course. A-lister. Um, and as well, we cannot forget. No, David Dobrik was there. David Dobrik, A-lister. We cannot forget the uh the the kid from Twitch who has 17 million followers. Uh he was there. Scrim Punk. <laughs> or whatever his t- the AI rapper F and yeah. Mecca was there. Um, yeah, I uh, it was great because Serena, like after the match, like I don't know, I've never been able to see Serena not just be expected to win, you know. And it's nice to like have her be the underdog for once. So if you yeah. haven't watched Serena or you never really do pull for Serena, you're one of those people. This is the time to watch and pull for her because she is the underdog and. I think the craziest stat I ever saw, she's 42 and 0 in the first and second round of the US Open. So like oh. her her streak was like, oh, you know, on the chopping block going up against the number 2 seed Contevit and she got away with uh, another win. So there you, you know go. what that Serena. tells me? Yeah. It tells me she's never run into Brad Davison, who's the uh <laughs> Because I remember Brad Roy David. Williams being undefeated in the first round too. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, Buzzcut that... Brad said suck on this. And then Roy <laughs> Williams said, "You know what? I'm out." I'm out. <laughs> he's like if he's like if that can happen, I'm out. <laughs> but shout out to Serena. If you haven't watched, go watch. I mean, it, right. it's it's the one time in sports where, you know, you're like, we all kind of get it. Because, I mean, I was old enough to remember Serena's first U.S. Open, right? I mean, 1999. Yeah. I, I remember that. So I feel old as I watch, but uh, I also feel like this is cool. Um, one last time. My final my final parting thoughts, Tate. Uh, huge weekend in Columbus. I don't need to spell it out for everybody. Um, oh, you know man, what it I'm is. not going to wood. Um, this is the, the eyes, the eyes of the sporting world will be turned on Columbus, Ohio on, on my alma mater. Um, I number I one destination there. late the weekend. Yeah, I will be there. I will be in the eye of the storm. Um, it is, I, I, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I'm very excited to get back on campus. Um, but I just want to say, I want to, I want, I want to be very clear and say this, um, that no matter what happens, Tate. If I come away knowing that we did our best, we gave it our all, we tried everything we could, I can live with the results. And mm. and I'm talking, of course, about Bronny and the official <laughs> visit. Not not yeah. the football game. I just want to be clear. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm not talking about this is all about game. Bronny. This yeah. is about Bronny. I knew um, what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh I can I can there there no matter what happens. Can I say this on the end of the show while no one's listening? Holt reached out to me, and uh, I don't know if he's gonna hold. I don't know if he's gonna hold me to this. Uh, he reached out to me because uh, he because he knows I'm coming to practice. Uh, the they're they're practicing before the game, like five or six hours or whatever. And uh, he asked me if I'd be willing to speak to the guys, which is hysterical because I think he wants me to like talk about like working and media or something, and basically just like give a speech about how like yeah, if you guys tweet something, I will read it on air. Like if it's if it's stupid, I will clown mm-hmm. you for it. And like that's what my job is. Um so <laughs> he wanted he wants me to give a speech. Holman's like, so like pure and like such a like actual coach. Like it, it makes it makes my heart warm when I hear I'm like, I'm like, coach, when I was on the team, like and I talked, I get my ass kicked. Like I wasn't allowed to even speak when I was on the team. Like, why are you having me back now? Um, no, but it's really it's it's really cool. It makes me feel important. He's really good at that. Like, I do love that about Holden. He he makes he makes all of the former guys, and uh, I'll just speak from my own experience. He makes me feel welcome and he makes me feel important and he like does a good job of 
of stroking my ego in those in that way. Like rolls out the red carpet when I come back, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But uh he, he said something about me talking, and then now my mind is racing thinking about like I'm giving this speech that might influence Bronny. He might it might make like like yeah, like we they, they they call it up at the end of the practice. Everyone, you know, put your hand in team on three, one, two, three team, and then everyone's just standing around the huddle, and it's like all the team, it's LeBron and it's Bronny. And then I come into the middle of the huddle and just start to yeah. I start all right, talking. fellas. All right, fellas. Before we break it down, <laughs> now, I honestly think uh, that's, raise your I hand think that's if powerful. you know. Yeah, raise your hand if you know anything about how the media will manipulate anything you say and use it against you. <laughs> like, LeBron's, like, LeBron's like, he's like, this man, this man's spitting. <laughs> so. uh I have that to look forward to. I, I'm crossing my fingers, and uh, if if someone in the Ohio State program hears this, um, don't uh, just turn the show off. I'm, I don't actually mean this, but I'm kind of crossing my fingers that they just forget to ask me. They, I'm just crossing my fingers that yeah. like I just kind of just kind of you know. But he he mentioned because he didn't say like we have you in the books to like give a speech like you're gonna arise. So then at this time we'll call your name. Yeah, and he comes, yeah. You know, it wasn't like, like that. If you're there, like, hey man, if you're there, would yeah. you be willing to do this? And I was like, yeah, I'd be willing. And then I hung up the phone. I was like, wait, is, is a Brody going to be there? Yeah, it might be like an emergency exit situation where he's like, are you willing and able to give a yeah, speech? Yeah, now? that's and what you're it like, is. I am willing that's and what able. That's what it is. Yeah. But, but, but if LeBron is there with Bronny, I think, is Greg going to be there? No, uh, I don't know. That's a great question because Greg's that, a butler now. Greg, so Greg, you know, Greg's Greg three should, hours away. Greg should come. Greg should be in that's Columbus a, with LeBron being there with Bronny. That, that is a fact. In fact, if I was Chris Holtman, I would actually call Greg and say, "Greg, I know you're a Butler, and I know that <laughs> I know you're, you work. On I, know, staff, I know we're but... recruiting against each other, um, but but Bronny's not going to Butler. We know that. I think what's going to happen, the most likely scenario, is like Mike is there, and like Ooh. D'Angelo's there, and and then like Holt gets done with practice and he wants someone to speak, and he turns and he looks at like the group of former players, and he's like, "Yeah, Titus, you can sit this one out. Mike, yeah. Mike, come on down. D'Angelo, come on down." No, he's going to go. We got, we, we got like famous that, you know? podcaster in the building. He's got a big time podcast. You're going to be like, oh shit. Like looking at <laughs> yeah, the house yeah. and you're like, oh shit. And he's like, Evan Turner of the Point Board <laughs> Podcast. Like, or he does, or he does like, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're blessed to have a former player here, uh, who, who works for Fox. You can, you can see his work on Fox now. And I'm like, I'm puffing my chest out. And then Jim Jackson comes by and bumps me out of the way. And he's like, yeah, out of the way, like, young buck. <laughs> It's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Jim, Jim Jackson. <laughs> no, so uh, pray for your oh, boy, because if I have to give the speech that uh, I, I just feel like I probably shouldn't have made this public, um, because if, if Bronny doesn't come to Ohio State, I feel like the uh, fan base is going to turn on me and be like, what did this no. man say during his speech? What, like, what? how did you? We had him. We had him on the hook, and then you gave yeah. the shittiest speech ever. I don't know. So You anyway. should look up, like, what are Bronny's main interests? You know what I mean? Like, what's he really looking like? Maybe mention Phase Clan. Like I know he's a Phase Clan member. Like maybe drop some nuggets yeah. in there when you're around him. <laughs> Get him excited. I'm just like I'm like I gotta say, guys, playing at Ohio State is bussing for real. On God, and then I turn, and I look, I look at Brownie and I wink at him. <laughs> Can I just say that being an Ohio State basketball player is lit? Is <laughs> look lit. at Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god would you look oh, at that we did good. it we did a long ass show nonetheless i said it at the top it's a kiss to death i say we try to make these shows quick we can't do it we simply cannot do it um I mean, i'm laughing that's it we're done let's go I watch some football that-
Let's go watch some football. I mean, who for the last thing, who are you pulling for, uh, Pitt or West Virginia in the backyard brawl? Um, my I'm gut, a West Virginia guy. I've always been a West Virginia guy in that rivalry. I, I, yeah. I've always pulled for West Virginia. I'm a Pat White, Steve Slayton, Noel Devine type of guy. But uh, you well, know, my I gut, respect Pittsburgh. In the last few in the last few years, if you would have asked me, I would have said Pitt because I I feel like Pitt was um a future Big Ten school. So I felt like yeah, you know, like it, I, I I was thinking Pitt was coming to the Big Ten, mm-hmm. but uh, now I don't know. That's a great question, dude. I don't know. I don't think I care. I, I care about I, the game. I'm going to watch the rest of this game, but I don't. I used to really care. That's what I'm saying. Like when I like 2006 to 2010, also NCAA college football played a role in this because I'd always play as West Virginia as like my dynasty team. So I'd always be like, I hate Pittsburgh. But but I feel like that rivalry needs to come back in some way. Maybe that's West Virginia and Pittsburgh going to the Big Ten in the future and making mm. that rivalry happen again. I don't think West Virginia is coming to the Big Ten. West Virginia's going to the SEC. That's yeah. Sure. West Virginia is an SEC school for sure. <laughs> yeah, that West is Virginia's not... like they're just waiting for their invite. They're just sitting by the phone. They're like, yeah, just call us when you're ready. Yeah, the Big Ten is like, you are not uh, Big Ten material. <laughs> yeah, you are not our academic. <laughs> you are not not our tempo. Um, no, I'll probably cheer for West Virginia though. Why not? Because they're there the underdog. I'll, I'll just cheer for the underdog. Yeah, yeah that's the right. I'll, that's... I'll cheer for the okay, underdog. Okay, so you're though. pulling for Carolina on Saturday, underdogs. Yeah, there right, right. Underdog I do weekend. love. I, I swear this is my last thought, but the 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 Notre Dame fans that are talking themselves into uh, beating Ohio State because they're such heavy underdogs. The, this can only happen in college football, where because this doesn't even happen in college basketball, where like the bigger underdog you are, the more you're like, good. That's actually good for us. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I be. <laughs> Marcus I would Freeman be, was like, I'm going to tell the team this. I was like, yeah, I, what? Like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if the, uh, if, if, if Notre Dame was like a three point underdog, like Notre Dame fans would be like, you know, like less confident somehow. Yeah, How does that work? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense, but like you're, you're an 18 point dog. You're like, we got to break where we want him. They're yeah, gonna take it really, easy. We on want us. them to overlook us. Yeah. You know, that team that the last meaningful game they played in where they actually cared, uh, they lost to their arch rival in embarrassing fashion. And then they, yeah, they played in the Rose Bowl, but half the team cared. And the other half was like, whatever. Sat out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what you know that team that lost to their arch rival. And then now they're playing a top five game to open the season at home in prime time. Uh, I, I think they're going to take it lightly. I think us being mm. 18 point underdogs is going to actually work yeah. in our favor. And they're going to take us <laughs> get out of here. Sounds Get right. Out. Bucks by 100. <laughs> See you guys on the other side. OH, baby. Can't wait.